Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Hi everybody! Hello! My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched The Art of Self-Defense. Sart of Self-Defense. Starring Lex Luthor. Starring Lex Luthor and Pollux Troy. I want you to tell me why you're here. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of other men. (laughs) I want to be what intimidates me. You came to the right place. Wait, who's Pollux Troy? Uh, the sensei? He's uh, Nicolas Cage's brother in Face Off. Yeah, yeah. I did not fucking recognize him. Yeah. Weird. He's uh, Billy in Jurassic Park 3, Dave. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know that. (laughs) Listen, big, big, hey, hey, big thank you to David Knife Boot. Knife Boot. Henson. Uh, who who asked us uh, to watch this movie? Uh, 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 the, this uh, this movie I had not seen. Had you seen it? Oh yeah, I'd seen this movie a few times actually. Really? I'd seen it uh, twice before. I ex- I thought this was going to be your first time. Nope. Um. So thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Knife Boot, Knife uh, Boot, for doing this. I've been meaning to watch this because I had a feeling it was going to be good. So you've watched this a few times, I yeah. guess. That kind of answers the question, but how did you how did you like this movie? Oh, I like this movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I expected um, a, it to be it. I it's similar to what I expected, mm-hmm. but less annoying. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's um, uh, it's not. I think the trailers made it look a little twee, uh, and it's yes. definitely this is a black comedy. Like this is yeah, a, it's, truly a black comedy. It's 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 Fight Club. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's and I'm not saying that as an insult. It's actually a more efficient version of Fight Club. Yeah, because it has a lot of the same stuff. It's a office guy with boring life mm-hmm. joining a secret club, starting to rebel, becoming a cult. Women are treated separately. There's rules. Um, that it turns out there are co- this is all there spoilers. Self contradictory rules. Yes. Yeah. And then we learn that the cult created him in the first place. Yeah. Um, it's all very Fight Club without all the fucking the like. I, you know, I I don't mind Chuck Palahniuk. I I enjoy uh Chuck Palahniuk, but he often like he goes he gets carried away. Um, yeah, I think like the, with uh, his weird storytelling where he adds all this extra shit. Yeah, this is like a really stripped down, efficient version of the same. Yeah, it's uh, like it's like story. In- yeah, like in Choke, where it takes this weird detour, where he, he his his mom thinks he's Jesus, and yeah, right. <laughs> like I love his detours, but right, they do but Fight Club. Definitely the movie, um, less so the book, but definitely the movie uh, is. I think a big reason it gets misinterpreted a lot is that it, it it's kind of too in love with the Fight Club because uh, yeah. this movie, as well as Fight Club, are you know it's they're meant to be uh commenting on toxic masculinity right in at least in some yeah. degree uh this movie definitely um and that's definitely an element of fight club but fight club is is talking about a lot of different things but 
Right. Um, and I think the fear of being a victim, the fear of being weak. Right. Because, But it's more commenting on that fear and where that fear comes from and how it's like perpetuates yeah. itself via this this toxic idea of what it means to be masculine and what it means to be strong instead of weak. It, yeah. Um, I, think, I will say... Okay, go ahead. Oh, so, no, you had a thought. I was just say, I think what this movie does, I think more effectively than Fight Club, is Fight Club makes the Fight Club look too cool. Like, it makes the Project Mayhem look too cool. Whereas in this movie, you're like, oh, Sensei's a maniac. This club is bad. Yeah, and I appreciate that the main character figures that out yeah. when kind of in the same pace we do. Mm-hmm. Um, a li- He's a little behind us, the audience, but not by much. And I appreciate that. Um, I I think it's ultimately also like darker. I mean, like Fight is. Club it's is a little darker. more of yeah. a cartoony version of yeah. this. And Fight Club still, um, I mean, this has a happy ending too, but this is way darker. Yeah. Um, I will say this is, the world that they create is, I would say, I I can't think of a better word. It's a little straw man-y where it's like, everybody's a weird bully to this guy at the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's, it's. It's a little, it's not reality. His character no, it's is a de- little... it's definitely not reality, and that's intentional. Yeah. It, it all, the tone fits. His mm-hmm. character's a little twee, like he's a little, the way he talks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it works. It, it, so it begins with Jesse Eisenberg. It's, it's in the 90s, I believe. They never date it, but, but everything nobody, is about Yeah, nobody 90s. seems to have a cell phone and... The computers are all the computers 90s are old. Era. It's all VHSs. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. I I think it just again they don't they never really like point it out. It just is. Um, I think it it's probably just easier for the plot. Yeah. Uh, so it's he's just a a little a little meek person. He's he goes to work and there's weird bros at his office. Um, he uh. He has a little dog. He's a little um, dog. He's friends with his boss, uh, which yeah. is his boss is nice, but it also leads to him. He stays very, very late at, at the office. Uh, right. it's, it's, it's like his boss is taking advantage of that. And then we get a little bit more of that later. But like the first scene we see is him sitting, Jesse Eisenberg sitting in a diner, reading a paper, eating uh, a croissant. And then these two French people come in and order this French couple. And they sit down and start making fun of him in French. Um, right. and then it cuts to him leaving and he's listening to like his 26, like, it's like, you finished 26 lessons of French. You are fluent in French. So he understood them. Yeah. And uh, I, it and was it's... funny because my first thought at the time was like, oh, that's weird. They could have had him like say something to them in French or something. And I realized that's the point. That's the point. Because the point is that, no, he's not going to speak up. Mm-mm. Uh, he's not going to say, I know what you're saying because he avoids any and all conflict yes uh and so yeah he he's clearly like nervous he's a nervous person um and then he goes out to get dog food and he is attacked by a group of motherfuckers yeah on motorcycles it's a perfect way Um, to describe them (laughs) yeah they are a group of motherfuckers they first go by him they go do you have a gun gun? he goes no such a perfect thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) and they drive off it actually reminded me of a real life experience that was way less insidious. I was in New Jersey, um, so it's starting insidious, but yeah. I was pissing on the boardwalk, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like right on the boardwalk. I was very drunk. Yeah, sure. And this guy rides his bike by me, 
and he rides by me and then he slowly circles around rides by and as he's riding by i just hear you want some weed (laughs) and i was like oh no thanks and he's like cool (laughs) he kept going i don't know anyway um that's way more of a you know it's it's a way more delightful version excuse the pun that's way less of a loaded question than do you have a gun Yeah, it was just, I like that guy's thought process where it's just like, this guy might want weed. He, might, he looks like he might want some weed. <laughs> yeah, and he's not, he wasn't wrong. Um, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's true, um, yeah, that's true. So yeah, and then they circle back and they beat up Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Uh, he, he goes to the hospital, they beat him up so bad. Yeah, they really stomp the shit out of him. Yeah, and so he goes to buy a gun, as one does. Uh, and the gun store owner, this is where it's like heightened reality, like the way the yeah. gun store owner yeah. talks. Well, we've already kind of know it's heightened reality, like, yeah, because we see him in the office first, I think. And it's like his coworkers don't behave like any normal person. Yeah, it's like high school. Like, it's not the regular passive aggressiveness of an office. Yeah, well, every, it's the direct aggressiveness. Right. Everybody in this movie is very direct. Yeah. And they all bully him. They tell him to fuck off or something. Uh, yeah. And, and so he goes to buy the gun and there's the waiting period. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he's waiting for the gun and he's walking on the street and he hears, uh, he hears a karate class happening and he goes in to watch a karate class and he decides to actually take a karate class. He says to the guy later, or he says to somebody, I want to become what I fear. Yeah, he say I want to be the the I want to be what intimidates me. He says I'm scared of uh, I'm scared of other men. Other men, yeah, yeah, they intimidate me. But he doesn't tell them that at first, and so no. he he he's takes the karate class. It's like clearly something is wrong <laughs> with this place. They refer to the night classes um, that the fir- are clearly well, more he intense. Wa- he walks in. Um, after he watches that night, after he watches that karate class, he speaks to the sensei, who is uh, Pollux Troy, Billy from Jurassic yeah. Park three, and sensei's a little weird, but he's like, "You can come back tomorrow." And so he comes back the next day, and what, the first thing we see when he comes back is Imogen Poots leading a children's class, and she chokes one of the kids out. Yes, this after because she's the telling rule. them after she's telling them how to shove someone's nose into their brain. It's <laughs> just like we're yeah. gonna demonstrate a rear naked choke. And she chokes this kid until he passes out. <laughs> right. It's wonderful. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. Again, it's like, it's all, it's kind of like silly at first. Mm-hmm. Like it's, a, it's like, oh, it's kind of quirky. And like the way he talks is very quirky. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's that everyone in the movie speaks very, very directly, like to a, com- yeah. to a comedic effect. Yeah, yeah, they <clears throat> they're open books about yes. what they think. Mm-hmm. Like when he talks about masculinity, it's very direct. Yeah, um, he's like, "What kind of music do you listen to? You got to listen to something manly, adult contemporary." Kind of- oh, that's no good. Yeah. You need to listen to metal. Metal's the toughest yeah. music there is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of dog? It's do you- perfect. It's like- and he's like, "Well, what are your, some of your interests? Uh, f- France? Well, I've never been to France, but I like French. I like French things." He's like, no, that's no good. The French have a perception of of being weak and and uh, giving up very easily. You should uh, Russian or German. Those are mass. Those are strong, tough languages. Right. It's like, well, actually, my dog is German. He's like, perfect. What kind of breed? German Shepherd. He's like, no, it's a little dachshund. Okay, well, <laughs> German's your thing anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's all very direct, yeah. and it's done in a almost humorous way, which is a good way to sort of 
it, it they do a really good at like slowly transitioning you into the darkness yeah with that because it does um, get because it's kind it, of funny it does get pretty fucking dark oh yeah so he like makes friends with this guy right away mm-hmm. who's very nice um and supportive yeah he becomes a yellow belt, never stops being a yellow belt, mm. which I loved because that's the point. Yeah. Is that hierarchy isn't what it, it, it appears to be, is yeah. what we're learning. Yeah. And they, and they, they also t- have they even tell you on that. their belt. Yes. And they even tell you that right away. Um, one of the, he meets two people that are like, there's this bald guy who's nice to him, and there's this other guy that's nice to him too, but like the other guy's part of the night classes. He's clearly like one of the better students. But um, I think the bald guy, one of those two guys, tells him right off the bat, uh, that different, like every studio has their own order of the belts and some of them use different color belts. So right off the bat, they tell them that this hierarchy is meaningless. Like every yeah. studio decides it for themselves. Like there's no yeah. set metric here. They do a very good job at when he's like, this is your belt is sacred. There's a $15 there's charge a 15- if you lose your belt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He gives and, him this whole speech and then it ends with that. It's yeah. so perfect. By the way, martial arts and cults do go hand in hand. Yeah, like there are. They're very cult-like. It, They're very because the, you, your sensei is kind of like a yogi type figure. It's yeah. yeah. Oh, there has been like cults that started similar. Yeah, that started with martial arts. Mm-hmm. So like it, um, like I'm sure this is actually based off of some of that because yeah, it creates a situation where you don't question things. You're not supposed to question things. Mm-hmm. There's a hierarchy and so on and so forth. And so it, they do this really good job at showing like he keeps calling things sacred, but it's like it sure doesn't feel that way. Yeah. And the hierarchy is like we're very important, but it's like this is our own little fake hierarchy we've created. Yeah. Um. They have the master who is shot hiking, and they never explain what happened. And it's like <laughs> it does feel very sketchy. But the way he describes <laughs> shot in the face, shot in the face while being like he's so like. Again, this is where like the direct specificity of the dialogue is really funny. It's where he's yeah. like, he was shot in the face while hunting because he was mistaken for a bird. Right. And it's like, it's that's such a shaky fucking thing where you're like, I don't think that's what happened. He's talking about everything he says about Grandmaster is funny as shit. He's like, he's yeah. got this rainbow belt. So he's just wearing a belt that's just all the colors. It's like, he's the only person to be awarded the rainbow belt, a color he invented himself and then awarded to himself. Yes. And it's he's like, perfect. When he says he he got he earned the rainbow belt by defeating all the other grandmasters in the state with a technique he never taught anyone, which is he shoved his index finger right through their heads. And yes. it doesn't make sense at first, and then we realize at the end what that means is that he actually shot the other people in Yeah, the head. exactly. It's so good. Because yeah. they pay that off so well yeah. and they it's it's this perfect mix of yeah we're creating we're we're talking about this like it's really sacred and impressive but we made it all yeah it's we've made <laughs> like, it yeah, all up only yeah. person awarded this belt that he made that and he awarded invented to himself. himself it's perfect yeah like it's it's because again what really works is that I, like it, it brings to mind like napoleon dynamite when he goes to the karate class where like we kind of regard karate classes as kind of being funny yeah um and there's nothing that, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking karate. Um, we just, in our pop culture, we do that. And what's interesting is that the way we find it funny is also how cults work, which is just people who are really convinced of their own bullshit. Yeah. 
um, you know, your Steven Seagal types, uh, (laughs) where it's like, again, like it's, it, it's not really like, it's it's probably not fair to karate, but like it, it, there's just a lot of crossover there and we take comedy from it. Um, which, which, so like, I guess that's what my, I'm like, I, this movie seems aware of that. And so it uses that to kind of blindside you into realizing slowly, no, this is a cult. Um, because at first these all seem like just jokes that serve that idea of like, oh, these guys just think they're hot shit. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they make up the, oh, I killed a guy with my fingers, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, he becomes a yellow belt. Um, and I forget it. What uh, his first class is teaching how to pu- punch with your foot and kick with and your kick fist. With your That's fist. the funniest through line. Slater. Uh, sensei has one of his students go in and kill his dachshund so he can replace yeah. it with a German shepherd, a more manly dog. And when he takes the dog to the vet, he's like, it's the strangest thing. I know for a fact, like my medical knowledge is telling me this dog was killed with a punch, but the bruise is in the shape of a foot. That is, um, <laughs> that I will say that is, that is very funny. It is definitely pushing the limit of the movie. That, that idea that the vet would know that uh, that pushed the movie a little bit to the limit for me. I don't think it was out of, like uh, we because it's that, a joke. It's a funny idea, but it serves as exposition too. Yeah. So it's like I don't think a vet would know that. Well, um, yeah. I mean, like that's the joke, yeah. sort of. Is that, why would the vet be like this is definitely a punch? But like he'd see the foot marks and go, no, he's kicked. It's. I um, mean, the, this is not. It's. I think it. I see what you're saying, but I. I don't. It didn't land on me the same way because the movie lets you know pretty quickly that it's a heightened reality and it continually reinforces that. Oh yeah, but that that like I said, it hits the the, the limit for me. Like mm-hmm. it didn't quite cross the limit. Yeah, but it like grazed it. Whereas like the that changes like because people talk weird, but like the the world is grounded in like like the same science and medical stuff as us. Um, and so it was just really silly that a vet would no, it's not. say that and think that. I mean, he he kicks a tire so hard it pops. Oh, that's like, true. Like there's there's stuff impossible things happen. Yeah, that's still just like the again that that almost crossed the line. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. But it was a good. It was a funny payoff. Yeah, um, it's a solid it's, payoff. It's, and it you know like you said it's also exposition. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, ironclad script <laughs> but yeah we soon learn like for example the only woman is a um a brown belt soon to be a black belt it seems but it, it, they make it very clear she's never going to be a black belt and he was um, and then yeah he finally just tells him like since like yeah. she's never going to be a black belt because women aren't strong karate's not for women and it's it's funny but it's also talking about hierarchy and how bullshit it is and how it's not based on merit because she's clearly the best student right um he promotes his 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 stick man basically this guy thomas who's the guy that kills uh jesse eisenberg's dog uh and then she beats thomas almost to death later on in that class and it's like it's she 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 says she's like clearly, the character says i was proving a point but yeah it's it's enforcing the idea she's but yeah. clearly way more capable but yeah. yeah they treat it like she's she's this attractive woman who's like clearly the most capable and i love the part where he 
they do the cool down and the guys all just strip naked and he's like i don't want you to do the cool down with him with them right now because you're new so he brings her to the locker room with the woman and he's like i'm sorry you're gonna have to get a massage from this woman yeah her, i know her hands are too her, weak they're not weak as weak as a man's hands, hands. yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like it's very funny that well like yeah that later like, on i'm when sorry he's... you have to be half naked with this very attractive woman yeah. i'm sorry about well, that. yeah it's he's yeah he's such a martian about it and it's it, like later in the movie when he's jesse eisenberg confronts him about a lot of the things and he's like why didn't you why didn't you promote her she's clearly the best he's like well she's never going to be a black belt because women are weak there's no there's no place in karate she'll She'll, he's ignoring the fact that she is clearly the strongest and the best and it's like well she right, can't ever be the strongest the- and the best because she's a woman and then he starts rattling off like don't get me wrong women are good there's some things you have to do with women like riding a tandem he, bicycle or he, having sex it's yeah it's <laughs> just the two riding a tandem bicycle and having sex and it was perfect <laughs> and then he's like you know the t- the bicycle you do for 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 them and the sex is for you or something yeah, like that something like that yeah he says yeah. the bicycles for them and the sex is the other way around yeah but yeah that's his so, yeah. he's a fucking perfect character everything he says is incredible yeah, because it's also putting up like the idea that cults are cult leaders tend to be funny you know like cults are funny when you actually start like reading about what happened you're like this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, um, but it's also showing what happens when people start to actually manifest that bullshit. So it's not just yeah. that they're accepting the bullshit; they're making that bullshit a reality. Which is when the movie segues into showing that they're doing like fucking violence, like street violence. Yeah, basically, what happens is he. I forget he okay he explains to him why he's there and he says I don't want to be a victim anymore and that's when he's like I want you to take the night classes yeah um and the night classes are when it goes from funny to dark because there's so the night classes you have a on your belt a black strip signifies it yep and the guy that he first met who was very friendly thought he was going to be in the night class and doesn't get to be um and so he jesse eisenberg shows up invited to the night class and then the other guy shows up not invited so um the sensei immediately is like i'm going to demonstrate something uh here come up here and he gets the guy who wasn't invited he breaks his arm he snaps his elbow and he's like i don't want to ever see you here again yep um and so that's when you know like okay this is some real shit and then that guy later hangs himself yes he does he sure does Mm -hmm. uh and um then they it starts getting really intense and he um calls him they start he's also um jesse eisenberg is an accountant so like that comes into play where he's like i want you to be the accountant for here because jesse eisenberg is getting changed by all this and punches his boss in the throat yep and starts acting more manly uh, doing the listening to metal acting um, more like sensei's uh, idea of of manly yes. which is just he's becoming this uh, irrationally aggressive uh violent person right at one point he's like i'm sorry i haven't been in control of my emotions <laughs> the sensei's like oh that's good no, that's, that's really that's, masculine that's, that's really masculine <laughs> <laughs> He tells his dog he's not going to coddle the dog anymore yeah. by petting him. Yeah. Um, and so this is where he like he's buying into it. And then he gets a call that's like, I found one of the guys who attacked you. Um, come to this bar. And they go there and he's like, see, that's his motorcycle over there. Um, 
and and Jesse Eisenberg's clearly not sure of it, but he finally does it. And he assaults the guy in the parking lot. Um, the guy cracks his head. Yeah, doesn't die, but is like really fucked up. Um, turns around to see Sensei is filming it. Sure is. Um, and that's you know big old. He might as well be waving a red flag. And then he he assures him he did the right thing. He leaves. Jesse Eisenberg picks up the guy's keys and realizes that he was going to unlock a bicycle, not the motorcycle that's parked near. So it's not even the right guy. And so the sensei more or less like immediately starts using that to blackmail him. Jesse Eisenberg finds out his dog was killed and like immediately confronts him. And this is what I liked. I liked that they didn't make him like stay meek about it. Like, he's like, fuck this. No, he's a, he is changed by this. Like, he yeah. is a different person now. Yeah, he confronts him, and he's like, yeah, you killed my dog, and he's like, I was with you. Um, and then he sort of blackmails him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's hard. It's This is a hard line to walk, because part of me was like, yeah, he could go to the police at any time. Um, uh, but he doesn't but want to. He, he believes in this new culture. Right. Right. That's... That's the interesting part that it hadn't even occurred to me until the ending, because he seems like he's really fucking. He's like fuck this, but he's just mad at the. He's sensei. just mad at sensei. He likes. Yeah. He likes the i. He likes that karate made him not scared anymore. Yeah. And he's essentially standing up to uh, the most scary guy. He's he's standing up to the entrenched uh, toxicity. You know, like the systemic yeah. issue here, which is sensei. Right, he's learning. He yeah, he's learning to stand up for himself so that he can do this. Yeah, um, which is a great. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and so he goes. He goes there. He finds the tapes. He's like selling like he's selling the like he's selling faces bum of fights. Death. It's faces of yeah. fists. Yeah, it's just him. They see people. Their whole it. It really is just Project Mayhem. It's they see people that they think they can quote unquote help by beating the Christ out of them, and they're like, well, "They'll come out the other side of this a changed person. Their life will never be the same." We're giving them the he's we're giving them the tools to either change their life or double down on this terrible life that they've chosen for themselves. So either way, we're giving them the tools by doing this. This is a good thing. But he films all these attacks and sells them as videotapes. Um, he also right, it, it, uses them to blackmail former members to keep yeah, giving them money. Yeah, it's perfect, perfect cult stuff. Yeah, where it's like, oh, it's a grift. It's always a grift. It's a grift. Yeah. Um, and uh, it should be noted that he they go on one of those motorcycle outings, uh, pretty early on before he's like, well, like kind of in between when not, he confronts him. It's not that early on. It's this is no, it's no. The I last just mean early on in. Okay, yeah. And they go out, and there's an undercover cop, mm-hmm. and they, I think, kill him. They do. Um. They do the thing um, because that, he shoots the lady. Mm-hmm. It's and a, Jesse Eisenberg fucks him up. They drive by him, um, and he doesn't want to. Sensei doesn't want to take her because um, she's a woman. But she's like, you know, you need me. Like we, you need. I can drive, and and uh, Jesse Eisenberg can be the runner. You don't have enough people. You know, you need me. So he takes her with. But they do the thing. Like they don't do what they did to Jesse Eisenberg first. They don't ask the person if he has a gun. So they get off the bike to attack him and he pulls out his gun and shoots right. her in the leg. And then Jesse Eisenberg beats him to death. Right. It's it just straight up beats him to death. Like that's it's right. not it's not a it's not a gag. They don't let's it's he just kills a guy. No, and he learns later that the guy was gonna beat him to death. The guy was a cop. And they no, no, no. The, uh, when he was beaten. Oh, yes. In a similar yeah, way. They, they, he, they were going to murder him when he was attacked. Yeah. Uh, and they decide 
not to at the last minute because she saves them because she says my woman ears right. can hear the cops. My, my women ears Yours can't hear. Can hear she the uses, sirens she uses, coming. Yeah, she uses his bullshit against exactly. him. Essentially, yeah, yeah, and his own contradictory rules, like the rules on the wall yeah. of the dojo are like. There's an 11th rule tacked at the bottom that says guns are for cowards, but it was very clearly tacked on. Yeah. So it's like another hint that he kind of knows Grandmaster murdered everybody. And it's also kind of a subtle hint that maybe he murdered Grandmaster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the hunting trip. Um, right. Um, and it is very Project Mayhem. It's the scene where Tyler Durden just like holds that guy at gunpoint. Yeah, it's that. Like that's that's their baseline. Yeah. And which again, it's just it's Fight Club without the bells and whistles where they're like, no, they're just beating people up on the street. Yeah. And calling it uh changing their lives for the better. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's perfect. The uh, the the point that I was going to make is one of the rules uh, that they point out that it's actually one of the first rules that Sensei highlights on the the first class that Jesse Eisenberg goes to is um if it works use it so it's, yeah so it's it's like right off the bat they're showing us that yeah they have all these rules but they're they contradict themselves like yeah if it works use it but guns are for the weeks like well a gun works right. and that's what he says to him at the end after he shoots him he's like well yeah you would call me weak and maybe you'd be right but i'm alive and you're dead so i think you're weak yeah <laughs> Yeah, because and this the movie telegraphs this a lot, and there was no way of getting around it, which is that the guy the gun store calls back, and he's at early on when he's like drinking the Kool Aid, he's like, "I don't need a gun anymore," and the guy's like, "Okay, well, it's here for six months if you want it." And I was like, "Oh, he's totally gonna get that gun." <laughs> um, and so the end is um, he he goes he he goes to find the tapes with like the bum fights of him getting beat up. Yep. Um, the grift he finds that the guy has hung himself in there yes um and he goes in the back and finds that there's a big fucking uh, oven for cremating bodies it's the and like surgery tables the karate studio is a crematorium like that back room it, yeah. it has a, yeah, yeah, yeah. it has a slab for you know uh, yeah but it's like that the darkness of like yeah. god damn what has been happening yeah, yeah. here <laughs> the back room is just a crematorium and he he yeah. finds out at first, like his buddy tells him, "Oh, the red stripe is for if you've taken a life." And then he's like, "No, nah, I'm just Someone kidding." Someone says that's a joke. I'm just yeah. kidding. It's for instructors. So then later on, he finds out that it actually is for taking a life. Right. He's talking to the lady, and he's like, "Cause it's an instructor," and she's like, "No, that's for taking a life. That's for killing." Yeah. Well, Sensei says it. He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, no, that's for killing somebody." Yeah. It's like, no. Yeah. Instructors don't get stripes. <laughs> like it's yeah. the most ridiculous thing he's ever said. Yeah. And again, the stripes are actually what matters. He never stops being a yellow belt. Mm -hmm. I really love that that's, he keeps going up the ranks, but his belt stays the same. Yeah. Because that's not actually what matters. Matter. Yeah. It's not, yep. Yeah. It's, it's the just actual something karate they doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and that's the point of the ending, which is that he, the sensei shows up, he cleans, he gets rid of the body. Jesse Eisenberg, who's been there the whole night, shows up and he's like, I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to fight you to the death. And they both get dressed in their geese. They go into the mat. They bow. And then Jesse Eisenberg just shoots him in the face. He sure does. <laughs> it's, the, it's what, again, you know it's coming, but it's so well done. Um, it's so funny. It's perfect. Um, and it's blunt. perfect. Yeah. Yep. And then he, yeah. And basically he says to him, like, yeah, I'm dead and you're not. And then he sticks his finger in the wound. And then in the morning, the students come and he's like, I did the, the, the finger thing on him. I poked my finger through his skull and killed him. Yep. Now I'm in charge. Uh, 
and things are going to go a little differently. And then he takes up his German. This also felt silly. The dog stuff felt a little silly because think- he takes out the German shepherd and uses it to maul the guy who killed his dog. Yeah. Um, I th- uh, which felt abrupt. It, um, it's abrupt. I think the the it was another um, it's another version of how the sensei's rules are contradictory and arbitrary and ultimately don't matter because yeah. like he says well, your dog is weak uh but it's it's partially okay because it's got a german name but it, your dog is weak but he finds the he identifies the student who killed his dog because his 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 supposedly dog weak dog bit him. bit him and then with the german shepherd uh is kind of dumb and right. sweet like the the shots you see of the german shepherd it does the it be it's behaving the exact same way as his dachshund like oh, it's yeah. just looking at the camera very sweetly and uh, when he gives it its kill order, it walks the wrong direction. So he yeah, has to like says, correct it. It's like, no, 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 your other left. So I think that was the point of that. Yeah, I do think you could take away all the dog stuff you from this movie. You could have. Um, yeah, I I think, I, I don't know. It's still it's still a lot of fun. But um, uh, yeah, and so it basically is him like, I'm going to be in charge now. And as implied, it's probably going to go out of hand again. I don't know. Um, well, cause- But it's a really... Well, he's only in charge for about three minutes. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, he well, puts her he in charge. Well, he immediately puts her in um, charge, yeah. But, like, it's still, like, you don't know. It's, it's the whole idea. The, the senseis keep shooting each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, yeah, that's the film for anybody who hasn't watched it well, and he is puts, listening for some reason. He puts her in charge, and she says, okay, things are going to be different now. We were taught that compassion is weakness and aggression is strength. And she's like, that's limiting, and that's that's wrong, and it's limiting. Right. Um. Because that yeah. is the thing missing, and he, that's the big red flag from the start. And I don't know. I've never taken karate, but I feel like if you if you go into an adult karate class and you pick up on this aspect, th- it's the red flag, which is that at no point are they told. He, he talks about guns being sloppy, boorish, and he's like, we're precise. That's the, the extent of it. He never talks about the idea of don't use this uh, for anything but self-defense. It's never about that. No, it's never about it, self-defense. It's it's never about don't prey on the weak. That is not a rule. Um, and that's the red flag from the start, which is that we're learning karate to bully people. To be bullies, yeah. Yeah. To start fights, to assault people, to to punch a dog. You know, like, it's that's what it's about. And then the, the, the belt symbolizing, like, hierarchy really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it is... It's what it is it's, all bullshit. It's whatever like the we actual say karate, it is. The actual karate is bullshit. Yeah. Um, like, yes, they use karate, but like they could have just been going around hitting people with clubs. With a pipe. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's just the perfect allegory for a cult where it's like the core idea of what they claim to believe in is so flimsy ultimately. Yeah. And then the added like, yeah, he's just a grifter. He's just selling tapes on the internet. Yeah, he's just some scumbag. Or on, in the mail. Yeah, he's doing yeah. a very low, uh, like low concept uh, blackmailing operation. It's yeah, not he's a very simple man. He's a very simple criminal. Yeah. And I like that they open, like the when he goes there to open before he gets shot, they show him like cleaning the bathrooms and like... Mm-hmm like vacuuming because it's like yeah he doesn't even have that much money he doesn't have anybody to help uh he's just some fucking loser yeah he's a loser who runs a strip mall karate studio out of an old crematorium yeah 
that he's managed to make this weird low-level cult Mm -hmm. where they go around assaulting people. So yeah, very interesting movie. Um, Yeah. I like it a lot. I'd say I do have some critique. I do think little things, which is like, and these aren't big critiques. Like he happens upon the karate class. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's a lot of coincidence. It's a lot of coincidence. Yeah. But that might be the point is that they might not, I don't think they assume the people they beat up are going to come to them. And that's why he's kind of like, I feel like he's kind of impressed by him at first or curious. And I think it's that because he's like, shit, that's the guy we beat up. Yeah. Um, like it's not, I don't think it is a grift where he, they beat people up for them to come to them for karate. No, it's the, uh, it's the project mayhem arm. It's, it's yeah. giving them a reason to believe in the random assaults and crimes that he's committing. Cause he's stealing their, cause all he's, what he's really doing is making his videos. <laughs> right, right, right. He's using that as an excuse. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's more like the heightened reality stuff is the stuff that I'm like, I didn't mind it. But I don't think I needed it. Um, it's we. It's actually maybe not actually because like the the whole joke with like it's almost Napoleon Dynamite esque at first with the karate that only works if it's a heightened reality. I think. Yeah, and I think also having it be in this heightened reality where everybody speaks very directly and specifically really points out how absurd it is. Like the idea, like the way he defines masculinity, it's all true. And what he's saying is not, uh, I mean, it's true in terms of like, that's, these are the things that people consider to be, that are considered to be masculine, like in, in, in the, in the toxic definition of it. Um, Right. So by just saying it's like the, the South Park episode about Scientology, we're just saying the thing that it is, but the fact that we're doing it in this way really highlights how stupid it is. Yeah. And I guess I do appreciate that because this movie isn't trying to hide its messages. Um, again, it's it's way more efficient than a movie like Fight Club, which is its own film, obviously. Yeah, Fight Club's but about a lot is, of stuff. That's a good film. Yeah, but this is a very similar movie. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of similar beats, including the shooting at the end. Um, and then, like, kind of taking control. Uh, uh, it's a little more ambiguous in Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I think... There was something about this movie that felt a little off, I guess, but I'm I'm starting to think I can't really define what that is, and I mostly just like really enjoyed the movie and kind of want to leave it at that. Yeah, no, this is because <laughs> like this is the third time I've seen it. It's a movie that I enjoy more every time I watch. It. Yeah, it's it's one of those where it's like uh, Jesse Eisenberg is the kind of actor where like. His mainstream stuff usually bugs the crap out of me. And then whenever I see him in something like this, he's great. Yeah, it's a reminder because, that he's very good at the thing that he does. Yeah, and the thing I think what it is is that the thing that he does is not playing a leading man or heroic mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And that's the thing is that he, uh, this is the kind of movie he should be in because he doesn't play a, a particularly likable person no but he does there is a way you can play a character like this that's very uh that's that's very unsubtle and not good and i think what movies like this um and you know to a a a lesser degree adventureland because adventureland uh has a similar growth for the character but it's more about it's 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 very very adventureland's a very very grounded film but um there's there's a there's an obvious way to play this kind of character uh but i like that 
Jesse Eisenberg, because he's a good actor, is able to do a very nuanced version of this character. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I think that adds a lot to it. Yeah. It's very incel at first, or at least it feels like that's where they're going with it. Um, But again, they don't really do that. Not really. It's Um, it's so... It's not... It's not... They do a good job with the thing that Fight Club runs into in a lot of movies at that time, which is like, look at this miserable white guy with a good job. Um, And it's more... They don't... It's not about society. Like, I think that's what it is. They don't try to open it up to, like, ooh, society and jobs are bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's more about um, what fear can do to a person and what they can turn to. Yeah. Um, and h- how someone could become part of something like right. this. Right. It's, it's more... A- yeah, it's more about how. Well, it's not more about, but it it it's di- when it, in, it, in its um exploration of the effects of toxic toxic masculinity. Definitely, one thing this movie is is talking about is how the toxic masculinity uh, drives people to be indoctrinated by stuff like this, or dri- yes. drives people to be radicalized by stuff like this. Yeah, and it does so that it's ever present in society. Mm-hmm. Um. Everything's very exaggerated, but I think that's just because it's a movie. Yeah. Uh, and it needs to be kind of exaggerated um, to make its point. Like, you know, again, everybody who interacts with him, it seems like in, in public are assholes or that we see. Like the guy who dings his car and stuff like yeah. that. But even that guy is like kind of funny. <laughs> like yeah. He's like, you, karate, impossible. And <laughs> he just walks right. away. Right. Because again, it is it is a funny movie. Yeah. Um, it's just very dark comedy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's no real like jokes. There's there's funny like him punching the boss in the throat. Very funny. It's more about situations and just yeah. the way things are said is very funny. Yeah. But there's not a whole lot of like straight up gags really. Yeah. I guess I could see the way things are said bothering some people because it is it's borderline twee. It really is, but it's like the way people talk is. But it's it's there's an, it's so uniquely dark, and the story like the story really saves it from that mm-hmm. uh, because it takes like the first thirty minutes. It took a little getting used to, and then I just stopped thinking about it because I liked the story. Yeah, you know, it's one of those films where I started taking notes, and then I stopped taking notes because I was like, oh, I'm just watching this now. I think I also think it it works in this film because the intent is more clear, or mm-hmm. and it's clear that there is an intent behind it. Yeah. Whereas in, Again, a, in, a, in a lot of other it, movies that use uh, that that could be accused of having twee dialogue, it's really just for the sake of being quirky. Right. It also it does hide the insanity. Like it reminds me of um, weirdly enough, Stu in Scream, where like Matthew Lillard is playing it as like this radical, weird, cool dude. Uh, who's over the top and then you realize oh no he's unhinged yeah he's a maniac yeah (laughs) and like and and so at first you think like it's just a bad team movie performance yeah and then it's like oh no he's just out of his goddamn mind he is legitimately out of his mind he's a murderer yeah so like that stuff it really masks something in the movie Mm -hmm. where like you know i i at least knew this was going to get dark because i just sort of knew that about this movie but if you weren't watching it knowing that you you probably might be like you probably be blindsided. By yeah, you'd get lulled into the N- Napoleon Dynamite beats, and then as soon as he breaks that guy's arm, it's like a perfect because it comes at like right at the halfway point when he breaks yeah. the guy's arm. 
yeah and it signifies like yeah this mm-hmm. uh, this guy like <laughs> like the things he's saying he means it yeah. this is this is yeah. out of control yeah <laughs> this is this is out of control yeah 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 good film yeah i like it yeah i, I enjoy yeah, it a I lot it. excited for this person's next film which is about it's called dual d-u-a-l uh, huh. uh has karen gillen in it uh, she's a woman who is uh has some sort of terminal illness uh so she decides to make a clone of herself and and train her clone to replace her but then she makes a miraculous recovery but there's logan's run rules in this universe that a clone and its uh original can't exist at the same time so they have to kill it. they have to fight to the death <laughs> <laughs> that's this guy's next movie that's so weird i this uh, I will say this writer this director guy, is the is the guy that was married to Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and then that whole thing with you and McGregor happened. Oh no shit! Yeah, this this person's career could go either way, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because that like all this style, this this borderline twee works really well for this story. Mm-hmm. If it rolls over into their next films, it might not be as fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So we'll see. This is that moment, you know, because this is, uh, this is, they killed it with this movie. They killed it. Yeah. Um, and so there's no reason to think they won't do good in later movies, but uh, it is, this movie is very uniquely fitting for what the story it's telling. It's, it's that the style, it's kind of, it's the thing where, yeah, the specific style of filmmaking was unique to the story being told. Um, and that's what made it work for me. And if you, yeah, if other, if they make other movies in the same style, they have to choose the right stories. Kind of like Wes Anderson. Like Wes Anderson can't tell any move, uh, any story with his style. It just doesn't work. So he sticks to stuff, very specific types of stories. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very curious about what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, and they also made a movie called Faults. Yeah. I was looking, I was looking at that one. It's described as a psychological thriller, dark comedy, uh, from the producers of The Guest in Your Next. Oh, interesting. And it stars oh, yeah. uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Leland Orser, who is briefly it's in this movie. It's about a cult. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so they like cults. Yeah. I th- Weird. I think, I think I'm done. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty done. I'm pretty sweaty. <laughs> um, hey, David Knife Boot Henson, Knife thank you boot. so much. I, I was getting around to this movie at some point, but I'm glad you uh, sort of rushed it. I'm glad I got to finally watch it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's, uh, I recommend it. People should watch it. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's just on Hulu if you have Hulu. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this was through our Patreon. If you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, mm. Fox Mulder's a Maniac, mm. uh, Star Trek The Next Futurama. Those mm. are all available for $5 a month. What? Yeah. No shit. It's a steal. It's a steal. You're robbing us. You're robbing us. You're um, <laughs> you're wearing motorcycle helmets and you're you're robbing you're, us in the street. You're kicking the Christ out of us. Uh yeah. spilling our dog food everywhere. Um yeah. we also have a store. Uh, head on over to gamefullyunemployed.com where we have the link there. That's uh, a complicated link to our Teespring page where you can get all kinds of all kinds of t-shirts uh, uh shit. I don't know. Do we have the same stuff at this store? Yeah. Do we I have, think we more or less have the have same stuff. There might be a posters few. and shit. Yeah. I yeah. I know we have posters and shirts. I think there was a mask option. I think we do have masks, um, okay. or at least the, you know, the one about pegging. Yeah. Uh, we have a mask yeah. about pegging on Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's grave that you should definitely yeah. pick up. Yeah, absolutely. As long as you're um, robbing us. Yeah. Tom, let's start a cult. I think we have. 
Um, yeah, but, but let's, we, let's go all the way. Through. Let's go all the yeah. way. Yeah, our, our follow through could use some work. Yeah, let's get to the next phase. Yeah, it's, it's time to take this to the next level. All right, you all know what to do mm-hmm. now. Do it. One, two, three. Now, do it. All right. I hope they did it. He better. Yeah. They know what's good for him.